What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Copan. It's June 12, 2023, and this is Lift and Learn episode 121. In this episode, I'll talk about what your plate of food should look like. This will help everyone when it comes to improving your health because these days it's very easy to overeat on carbs. So I'll talk about that later in the episode. And then I'll talk about when it would be appropriate for you to increase the weights you're lifting at the gym. This question pops up a lot with my newer clients who are obviously new to working out. Sometimes you just don't know when a good time would be to move up in the next increment in weights, whether that be dumbbells or barbells or even the machines. So I'll talk about that one a little bit later too. Before that though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately and that might include fitness related topics and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host on Instagram, it's isaiah.copon. And you can also check out my website, isaiahcopan.com. The podcast is on Instagram at Lift and Learn Podcast, on Twitter at Lift and Learn Pod, and also on Facebook. You can just search Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said, let's get into it. If there's one thing to remember about health and even life in general, it's that you can overdo anything. So you have to find the right balance for yourself. Exercise and some form of cardio will be beneficial to pretty much everybody, but there are exceptions to the rule, like if you're already running 3 hours a day, not seeing results, and you think more exercise on top of that, along with cutting more calories, will just help you burn off that last 5 pounds of fat that you supposedly have, that's the wrong approach. That's when exercise and cardio won't be beneficial because it's just adding even more unnecessary stress to your body, and of course, that won't be sustainable in the long term. Even if we're talking about eating too healthy all the time, there's a term for that, orthorexia, where you're too obsessed with clean eating, basically, to the point where it interferes with your daily life in a negative way. And this could also lead to being more unhealthy, believe it or not. This could actually cause health problems. Even something simple and vital for life, like water. If you overdo it, you could actually drink too much water to the point where people have killed themselves. Keep in mind that this is super rare, but it just goes to show you that you can really overdo anything, even if it is good for you. When it comes to working out, doing too much is also not good for you. Working out too often, or maybe too intensely, could actually lead to muscle loss. Working out is actually not one of those things where the more time you spend doing it, the more gains or the bigger muscles you get. That's not the case. There's an upper echelon or upper limit for everyone when it comes to training because the recovery aspect is so important. That's actually the time where you repair and grow your muscles. You can't just go into a gym, hit arms for three hours, and expect them to permanently grow an inch. It might feel that way because you get a nasty pump, but that's only a temporary change. What makes them change permanently and for the long term is the time away, recovering those little micro tears that happen when you work out for 60 to 90 minutes, whatever it is. So yeah, you can overdo it with the workouts as well. That's why I always recommend at least a day in between hitting the same muscles, of course, depending on how much volume you actually do and your experience level. This is why you need to find a good balance of exercise and diet within your own life. That's how you'll get to your goals. Figure out your own body's limits and don't go past them because that's when you could pass out, faint, injure yourself, or just be in a chronic state of recovery where 
your muscles are just constantly sore every day. That's not the way you want to live. For the most part, the work you put in reflects on the way your health is. If you sit around, eat like crap, your health's going to suffer. If you work out the right amount, eat good enough, limit your highly processed food intake, the results will show themselves. But at the same time, you can get to a point where you're working too hard. Pushing yourself too hard and too often can actually hurt your health. There's an upper limit, like I said, so find that for yourself because everyone's different. Overdoing it could lead to negative health outcomes, so train safe out there. Wow, I can't believe we're already in June. We're more than halfway through the year now. Looking back at some of the goals I had for this year, in terms of lifting weights and pushing certain weights and numbers, I thought I'd be closer to my goals than I am, but I had a bit of my shift in my training for the first half of this year since I've had to deal with injuries, dislocated my finger a few months ago, hurt my ankle like a month ago, still pushing through right now. Second half of this year should be better in terms of my own training. I finally got around to doing legs for the first time in two or three weeks since I injured my left ankle. So I ended up just doing basic isolation movements so that my ankle wouldn't be involved. So no squatting or leg presses yet. I just did some leg extensions, leg curls, the Nordic hamstring curl, and some light stiff leg deadlifts. Not too long of a workout, but at least I was able to do it a little bit again, finally. And yes, I was super sore. Yeah, my left calf also has like atrophied like crazy. I can actually see a difference in my right calf and my left calf now. Just when I thought my calves were small enough, I mean, (laughs) the left one is like non-existent now. Upper body going well though. I love having access to benches where you can bring down that angle to a 15 degree one. You're able to just go heavier there. I was able to squeeze out a few set of the hundreds without my finger giving me too much trouble. So we're back, baby. I don't have full range of motion of my finger yet and there is still some pain at times. My ankle range of motion is also getting better, so I've started to include some ankle stability training as a part of my daily routine with my mobility work. I I think that's definitely been helping me recover faster or quicker. Regardless, the cut is going well. I'm going to do about 8 to 10 more weeks. I got a vacation in November of this year, so I'm hoping to cut down before then. Might finish the cut around maybe August, late September. And then going into November, I'll be in maintenance or a slight gain phase at that point. I'm down like seven pounds since the cut first started. A bit less than a pound a week. Super sustainable for me right now because I've made seriously just minimal changes to my diet. Just been having a little bit more vegetables to start the year and I just have to be more mindful of my water intake for the summer. I'll regularly be golfing going forward now so that'll add some extra steps to my day. And my ankle is probably like 90%, I'll say. And on to basketball, because I haven't watched much of the hockey. Denver Nuggets versus the Heat in the finals. That series has been pretty good. I watched most of the games. The Heat are like putting up a fight, but on paper, the Nuggets are just better. And I mean, not even just on paper, on the floor. Game five is tonight. Denver's up three to one. So they probably going to close it out at home tonight, which wouldn't be too surprising. Jokic and Murray, just too dominant. They just have a better team. Not much to say about that. Heavily favored to win. And, you know, basketball is one of those sports where you only have a few contenders who could actually win. It's a sport where you could have, like, one or two guys to carry you to a championship. In terms of my own life and activities, I actually did some socializing the past week. Went to this great spot in Etobicoke for a retirement party for someone in my family. Great food there. Probably the best sweet potato fries I've ever had. 
plus the wings were top notch. And then there was a Friday where I got to see the boys again. Now, these are my friends who I met at Humber College. And we, there was like a group of six or eight of us to start. And now only two of us went on to actually finish and become personal trainers. And we're still PTs to this day. But anyways, we went out bowling on a Friday. Started around 7. I showed up a few minutes late, but I was the second guy there. My other friend, I haven't seen him for probably six years or something now at this point. Good guy. We were just catching up. And he told me that he works for like Lululemon. I don't know, in the corporate kind of, I don't know, management something. But he was telling me personal trainers actually get like a 25% off discount at Lululemon. Which, I mean, I've never shopped there because it's so expensive. But I might have to give that a try. So, as, yeah, as we were catching up there, my two main buddies, usually the three of us who are hit the alley every few months or whatever, I'll never forget this scene. They both walk in, shoes in hand, and we're like, what the, like, what is going on? And seriously, we're like laughing for like the next 20 minutes or something, because it turns out they've joined a bowling league on Wednesday nights. They're regulars at the bowling alley now. Keep in mind, we've been going to the same bowling alley for around 10 years now, which is crazy to say. And now they're in a league, plus they pull up with their own shoes. I was just, we were just dying laughing. They gave us discounts because of their new status over there, like dapping up the owners and everything. It's funny because one of them actually mentioned that he's been getting worse (laughs) since joining the league, which is even more hilarious. He's like, man, my fingers hurt. My forearm is in pain. Meanwhile, I was actually doing a decent job out there. I mean, I couldn't complain about my game that night. So that was, I mean, that was awesome. That was an awesome night. I was even talking to them. Uh, One of them, shout out John Mango, who you might hear on the podcast sometime in the future. We briefly talked about a little collab on here because he's going through a bit of a career change right now, still in the fitness industry, plus a lot going on in his personal life that I'm not going to dive into. But man, we used to have these three-hour Friday LA Fitness chest workouts. I've probably mentioned that on here multiple times. And those were probably just the dumbest thing to do. But when you're young, you just think going hard is the best thing. So he's definitely one of the best gym partners I've had. Always pushing each other. Plus, our birthdays are literally like one day apart. So we have pretty similar personalities, I think, and similar taste in music. Question one what your plate of food should look like. This is one of those really important topics that I think everyone could take a little bit of advice from because everyone struggles with this one at times. This is important and essential to know when it comes to building a healthy diet. Your plate and meals overall need to be properly balanced for your goals. It's not about, it's not just about what you eat, but also how you compose your meals and the quantity of your portions. When it comes to creating a balanced plate, the key is to incorporate a variety of nutrients. Imagine... Basically, your plate divided into three sections. It should be mainly composed of vegetables and fruit, a big portion of protein, very likely more than what you're currently eating, and some carbs, so whole greens or whatever it is. Typically, the plate layout these days looks like carbs on carbs, some protein, unhealthy fats to cook said protein, and little to no vegetables. I had this meal from Jimmy the Greek this week. Uh, There's some vegetables, some protein source, maybe like 20 grams worth, if that, along with some rice, plus potatoes on top, and there's like, you know, the sauce, 
Now, it tasted great, I'm not complaining about that, but if we're talking about optimizing the plate for muscle building and health purposes, then we should alter that a little bit. In our lives today, we can just consume carbs so easily, they're also so cheap. If we had to alter that meal, it would either be rice or potatoes, maybe a quarter of the plate, not like just dr- like drowning in rice. And then the remaining 75% would be split between vegetables or greens, which there was some, but not as much as you'd want, and then a large protein source. So maybe double what they gave me, basically. That would be the alteration I would make if I was prepping meals at home. And I ended up choosing that place over the others, because usually when I go to the mall and get takeout, I'll likely choose one of those Chinese places, like Manchu Walk or Panda Express. In those, those are loaded with carbs, even more and even less vegetables, and a bit of protein, even less protein. Like I said, I love it. I love those meals still once in a while, but they're lacking on the protein source there. Plus, the Greek place actually had what looked like some decently fresh salad, so I had some vegetables in there. That's why I have to pretty much make every meal I eat, because if I'm having three meals a day, and having only 20 grams of protein per meal, maybe, I'll be lacking on my daily protein intake for sure, like to a big degree. By filling your Uh, Half your plate with vegetables and fruit, you ensure a good intake of vitamins, minerals, fiber, aim for a colorful assortment including leafy greens, maybe that means spinach, kale, some berries, toss those in there. These nutrient-dense foods provide antioxidants and promote overall health. Moving on to the protein section, there's lean options like chicken, turkey, fish, tofu, or legumes are an excellent choice. Protein is vital for muscle repair and growth, as well as for supporting various bodily functions. Remember, portion size matters. This is why I advocate tracking your food for a little bit using MyFitnessPal or whatever other food tracking app there is. This just helps educate you on foods you're regularly eating, so you actually know what 4 ounces of chicken breast looks like, and you know how much protein, carbs, and fats that may be, at least in estimation. And that's for every food. I've had people tell me that their protein intake is fine because they eat peanut butter and have nuts daily, and then others telling me that they're low sugar, meanwhile they eat white bread and don't drink water, just juices all day. You don't know what you don't know. Track your food, study what you're eating, and alter it if needed. And that could be an eye-opener for a lot of people. Now let's talk about healthy fats. While they don't have a dedicated section on the plate, they play still a vital role in your diet. Incorporate sources of healthy fats such as avocados, nuts, seeds, olive oil. These fats support brain function, vitamin absorption, and overall satiety. Avoid saturated fats and trans fats, obviously, as much as you can because this is what can contribute to poor health outcomes like heart disease, clogged arteries, Extra uh, extra virgin olive oil should be the go-to for most meals you're cooking. Throw out the vegetable oil or whatever else there is. And I know we're talking about what your plate of food should look like, but we have to remember that hydration is also important, especially when it comes to di- uh, digestion and absorbing the nutrients. Water is essential for properly, uh, properly, proper bodily functions. Aim to drink enough water throughout the day. And you can also include unsweetened beverages, maybe like tea or, uh, I don't know, carbonated water if you like that. I had some yesterday. It's not, not the vibe. Um, that'll add, it won't add sugars and won't add calories in that way. Lastly, remember the portion control. That matters too. 
While building a balanced plate is essential, it's also crucial to be mindful of the quantity you're consuming. To listen to your body's hunger and fullness, uh, to you'll that way you'll prevent overeating. I've been eating to about 80% full these days at the top end. That's helped tremendously, especially when I go out to eat. Building a balanced plate not only ensures a wide range of nutrients, but also promotes overall health and well-being. By following this basic guideline, you can make better choices every day and enjoy a variety of foods in the right proportions. And that's basically it. I gave you the fundamentals and the basics. Aim for a plate of food that looks like that. Half protein, half vegetables, a little bit of carbs. If your plate of food is not even close to that, take baby steps into that direction. You don't need to just change your whole diet and do all of these suggestions right away but slowly make your way towards that. So that's what I've been doing. I've been slowly upping my vegetable intake just so I have some every meal. That's definitely where I've been lacking. That being said, do I follow everything I just listed? No, I'm not perfect, but I'll do my best. So that might look like being on top of my food for two meals of the day and then having my cultural meal for the last meal. So dinner will likely be like a Filipino meal. But the rest of the day, I'm making ground beef, chicken breast or thighs for the most part, a bunch of eggs, just front-loading my protein at the start of my day, just in case the dinner protein is lacking, since that one's out of the out of my control for the most part. But the meals that I do control, we go high protein and try to get the vegetables in. So just kind of keep that up for a little bit, trust the process, and you'll be fine. Question two. How to know when to increase weights in the gym. This is a big part of that term progressive overload that I talk about all the time because that's where we start to see those changes within our body, whether that means gaining strength and muscle or losing body fat or increasing cardio health. One of the simplest ways to progressively overload is to continue to push heavier and heavier weights. Not everyone has the capabilities to push like 120 pound dumbbells even after a few years of lifting, but moving up in weight will be beneficial to gaining muscle. If the weight of our exercises are going up, something positive is happening within the body. Very likely that's a sign that you're gaining muscle. So that's why we have this question here. When to increase your weights that you're using at the gym? So progression's key, but how can you determine the right time to challenge yourself in a way? Progression is the key to making progress. This is why I talk about it, uh, you know, progressive overload all the time. You have to be stronger in some kind of way to build muscle. There's many ways to do that. Like you can increase time under tension, slowing down the negative, maybe focusing on the stretch portion of the exercise and everyone's favorite, increasing the weights being used in the exercise. If you're going from 10 pounds on the dumbbell bench press to a 15 pound one a few weeks later, those are signs that you've put on muscle. Sometimes, though, it's hard to determine when exactly to increase the weight you're using for exercises. Honestly, it's pretty simple. If they start to feel easy at whatever desired rep range, then go up in weight. Typically, if a client of mine can do 8 to 12 reps of something, they should be able to do the next bump up in dumbbell weights. If they're doing 20 pounds for 10 reps, they should be able to do the 22.5 pound dumbbells or the 25 pound dumbbells for three three reps at least. I mean, it depends on the exercise. Luckily, my gym has dumbbells that go up in 2.5 pound increments instead of the standard five pound increase between weights. But even still, if a client can bench press 20 pounds for 12 reps, they should be able to get 25 pounds for at least two to three reps, maybe even six to eight. This is just something you have to learn based on experience. 
Now, it's not smart to just keep on chasing strength numbers forever, unless it's your sport. But, I mean, everybody's goal should be getting stronger because that means getting stronger means putting on muscle, which means increasing the metabolism. So that that's what's going to help you maintain a healthy body weight for the long term. So something you'll have to learn as you become more and more experienced in the gym lifting weights, it's important to listen to your body. Pay attention to how your current weights feel during your workouts. Are they starting to feel relatively easy? Can you perform all the reps with good form without much struggle? If so, that's usually a good sign where you're ready to take on more weight. For most of my clients, if I see them easily bang out like 10 to 12 reps, then we can try the next weight up if they're comfortable for at least a few reps. I always ask them first. If I don't see any shaking going on, that face, you know, (laughs) no gritting in the teeth, that's a good sign they're ready to increase in weight, but I always do it as slowly as possible. And another indicator that you need to go up in weight is if your strength is like plateauing. If you've been consistently using the same weights for a few weeks without any improvement in your performance, it's a clear signal to increase the weight. Your body adapts quickly, so progressive overload, I don't know how many times I'm going to repeat myself, this might mean you need to change workout phases. Eventually, you'll get to a plateau in the 8 to 12 rep range. You'll get to a plateau. This is when you should change out of that phase, maybe even before that happens. Go lighter, maybe more reps, or you go heavier and do less reps. Either way, you'll reap some benefits either way because you're giving your body something new to adapt to. A new training style could be all you need. Tracking your progress is another effective strategy, so keep a workout journal and use a fitness app to record your sets and reps and weights. Over time, you'll notice patterns and be able to identify when you've reached a point where adding weight is appropriate. The best way is to track your workouts. There's a tons of apps for the phone on the app store. Choose one. There's free ones. It's literally a, cl- a click away for you to start. That way you can even see how you're progressing like in the past. Like if you look at, I look at uh, my past bench presses and I was like, oh, wow, I, I can't even get close to that nowadays. But that way you see if you're progressing or not progressing and then figure out why try to be better. That's it. Instead of just going into the gym and guessing what weight to hit, this will make it easier. And we always have to pay attention to your form. That's the biggest part. I never, with my clients or for myself, I'll never sacrifice form to lift heavier weight. Make sure you're comfortable with the current weight before going up 5 or 10 pounds. When you first start lifting, you want to establish proper technique and build a solid foundation. But as you become more experienced and confident, you can consider adding weight while maintaining the good form or maybe you do like uh, half reps but you don't want to do that all the time if you're cons- if you're uh, consistently executing exercises with a great technique it's time to challenge yourself more but you have to set realistic goals at the same time understand that progress it varies from person to person it's it is important and essential to push yourself but you also don't want to get to a point where you're overexerting yourself or get injured. That's why I haven't gotten a serious injury in the gym because you train smart. It's always when you're playing with the kids during a family party and then you hurt yourself. That's just that's just how I do it. I'd rather do it that way. Gradual increments in weight such as 5 to 10%. I mean, that's usually manageable and sustainable for most people that I've trained. And just remember, I'm going to sound like a broken record. Fitness is a journey. And finding the right time to increase weights is all part of 
the journey. Listen to your body, track your progress, focus on having good form, set realistic goals, and I mean, don't hesitate to DM me if you want to know if you should increase the weight in some kind of way, all right? Remember that progress comes with consistency and a willingness to challenge yourself. And that concludes episode 121 of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Copon on Instagram. And you can also check out my website, IsaiahCopon.com. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at Lift and Learn Podcast on Instagram. And there's also a Facebook page if you just search Lift and Learn Podcast.